what's going on, everybody? Episode one, Cutoffs and Coffee. Coach James DiBiasio, Coach CD here with you from T3 Performance. Hey, we just want to spend about 20, 30 minutes at a time to talk about some important things that, that we think need to be talked about and uh, that uh, a lot of people are probably thinking about during this time. We just want to talk about it, give kind of what we think about uh, the current situation, and then we also want to bring in other coaches and see what everybody else is doing to kind of deal with the situation that we have going on. So today, the topic is, like we said, training in quarantine, what, uh, what the best things to do to optimize our training. Um, now that we are forced into a different situation and kind of in an uncomfortable situation. Coach, what's going on, CT? Uh, first, shout out to our sponsor, Underdog Fitness, bringing you the best foam rollers out there. Not only is it an incredible foam roller, but everything that you need to get a home workout in is right inside there. So it comes with a resistance band that you can use for workouts or speed work. You can upgrade it to one of the thick green ones. There you can see. Boom, right there. And then also for warming up and cooling down, we got your hip circle and we got your peanut. And like I said, it all goes inside the foam roller. All right, if you use code T3P2020, you can get $10 off. Just check it out at underdogfitness.com. That's two Gs, so underdog with the extra G, fitness.com. Or check us out on Instagram, same handle, underdogfitness. Again, it's two Gs. So Check us out if you need any rolling products. We, we got the best roller out there. Also for home workouts, um, these bands come in handy. I know we've used ours pretty much every day. So um, I have been, yeah, I've I've been loving them. And, and CT, you them. probably you traditionally and done all that stuff. And you traditionally weren't like a big big foam roller guy either. You you didn't really hop on foam rollers too often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say I was anti foam roller, but it was just something I felt like I could. Uh, you know, I, I could fill my time more efficiently by, by than just sitting around getting on foam rollers. But now, especially that I've kind of been, you know, been blessed with a little more time in my day to be able to do things like that. I've taken advantage of it and really, really seen. And I mean, just seven, eight, nine days in a row, really seen a lot of benefits. So feeling good. I've been able to move forward with my training, been able to do a couple different things that I haven't been able to do in the past because of it, because I feel good physically. Um, and again, things we'll get to as we as we move forward with this with this conversation but yeah really love everything we got going on there with underdog really love all the all the products as well absolutely man so uh let's get let's get into it um you know today's topics training under quarantine um and i think you raised a really good question um you know earlier in some of our conversations is is what are we missing Mm -hmm. um now more than ever there's content out there and, and it's almost getting like whitewashed with like all of these at home workouts that are, you know, three sets of 10 of, you know, body weight squats or push ups or whatever the, you know, whatever the YouTube guru is, is putting out there mm-hmm. these days to, to try and get a couple extra likes. Um, but what are people actually missing out on that they need to start incorporating? Um, you know, I guess let's talk about athletes first, um, you know, in that regards. Sure. sure. Yeah. So. When we talk about that, a lot of the stuff we're seeing now, and it's and it's not like we're we're saying anything that people don't know, right? If you you can go to any Instagram page, you can go to any Facebook page, you can go to any workout program or protocol, and they're saying three sets of ten push-ups, three sets of ten squats, three sets of ten lunges. We all see that, right? Some people try to get creative, throw the bands on there. Some people say at-home workout, no equipment, but you need three different type of bands. You need a barbell. You need plates. Here's here's the thing. We need to get back to the basics, right? We need to get back to what changed our body in the first place, what we did 
to put ourselves under stress to be able to evolve and adapt. So a big thing with that, a big thing with what we're seeing is three by 10, three by 10, three by 10, 30 reps of something is not going to change our body. If you think about, let's, let's use bodyweight squats, right? We squat up and down to a chair, to our bed, to different things, to the ground, to pick things up. We, we do that more than 30 times a day anyway, right? To get any type of change in our body, we're going to need to do that a lot more than 30 or 40 or 50 times, right? We see people who just want to want to go through and go through the motions and we can get a sweat and we can get some good work doing that. But we really, we really need to do something to challenge ourselves. We need to do something to push ourselves. We need to, you know, cause, uh, cause some resistance, you know, kind of run into whatever it is, however many reps it is, whatever weight it is that causes change and causes resistance. And that's something that I think is tough for us to get to, especially when we're working out on our own at this time. Yeah. And I think that, you know, every, everybody, um, you know, prior to the quarantine um, could almost more so than ever customize their workout to what their specific goals are with what they're training for. So, mm -hmm. you know, the training of a football player is going to look a lot different than the training of a cross country runner. Uh, but, but now guess what? Y'all have the same equipment, nothing. So, you know, how can we mimic our training right, right, to, right. to make sure that, you know, that football player is still doing enough tissue damage to his legs so that they still grow or, mm -hmm. or retain, you know, the muscle mass that he has. And, you know, I'll just throw it out there real quick. Like, don't freak out. You're not going to lose all your gains under a couple of months of quarantine because, you know, right. um, evolutionary, we, we were not built to lose what we've earned. Um, and it, it would take a lot longer than that. Now, if you're lazy and you don't do anything, um, you definitely will lose some strength. Uh, but I don't think that should be a, a big concern for people too. You know, I think once we get back to bars and, and loaded weights, if we do enough right now, right. we'll be fine. You know, if, if uh, the, the default for our body was to attack our protein and attack our muscles, as soon as we didn't have any of it, we would have been gone a long time ago, right? So our body wants to be efficient. Our body wants to use what we have. Our body wants to use what we've earned but it's not going to take it away anytime quickly. Um, also making another note on those programs, what we're missing a lot is I think a lot of people aren't getting outside. And again, we're talking specifically athletes aren't getting outside and running spreads, right? Yeah. Because again, that's a hard thing to do. That's a hard thing to do when you're not tempoed against another athlete, when you don't have a coach sitting there with a stopwatch, if you're not sitting there with in the team setting and running sprints, that's a really hard thing to do. But I will tell you right now, every athlete listening, the first thing that a coach is going to do when you get back into the team setting, whether it be next week, whether it be next month, is they're going to have you run sprints. Everybody wants to know how conditioned you are. That's just a classic thing that happens in sports. We've got to be aerobically and um, anaerobically strong, both for distance runs and sprints. And it's much easier to get out, throw the headphones on and go on long distance runs right now. People need to start running sprints if you're not doing it yet. You need to put your body under stress and need to hold yourself accountable and make sure you are still anaerobically strong enough to be able when it comes to being, being able to do it in front of a team, being able to have to do it in front of a coach to be ready for that. And I think that's a big thing that's missing from a lot of people's at home training programs right now. Where do you stand on that? You think we're, we're doing enough of that? No, I doubt anybody goes out and sprints as hard as they can on their own. I mean, think about it this way is like why it's easier to go jog a mile um, and then, you know, slowly increase that is because, you know, maybe, maybe this is different for some people, but I know that like first couple of long runs, when I start running, like, I still don't get that deep burn. That's so uncomfortable where my lungs are on fire. Like mm -hmm. I do from running 
um, a couple of repeated 40s. Um, which is exactly what you said the coaches are going to be doing to kids when they come back is like running repeated 40s because if we don't do that then we're not going to be able to run plays every six seconds or every 12 seconds or every 15 seconds we're not going to be able to do that Um, you know we're speaking specifically of football but think about basketball too I mean all you're doing is sprinting up and down the court there's plenty of sports um, that that benefit and and thinking of a workout adaptation um, the amount of force we produce when we are running at our top end speed is a lot. We produce a lot of force to get us moving that fast. Um, and, and if we compare that with enough of our reps and, you know, tissue damage, we could call it, um, just to make sure that we are breaking that down in our lunges and the workouts we are doing, like that's just going to be an added bonus at the end of a workout that, that, you know, could suffice. Like, I, you know, I would love to see, you know, 10 athletes that we could just randomly pick from the, from the people we've trained and, and make them run 10 40s and see who actually can run the first one close enough to their last one in, in a time frame. Um, in terms of like the first yeah. one's a four nine, the last one's going to be a five flat. I doubt we would see a lot of that um, just because it's uncomfortable. Um, I mean, you know, we, we ran three and a half miles the other day um, and that was easier mm-hmm. than any run that I've done recently. And I've only run up to two right. and a half miles on my own. And that, right. that was harder. Right then, you know, it felt easy when we were running those three and a half, just because of, you know, you can distract yourself. There's nobody there mm-hmm. to distract you when you're trying to run 10 sprints as hard as you can. You're just in your own head. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's a, that's a really tough thing to do. And again, we, we push everybody who's out there, who's listening right now to go out and, and test yourself. You know, it's, it, it's not going to lie. Your body's not going to lie to you after one sprint. If it's, if it's tough, that second, that third one's going to be really hard. If after four sprints, it gets starts to get tough, that fifth and that sixth one's going to be really hard. But we have to remember when we get back to playing where we're going to be, right? What we have to do, the demands of our sport. Transitioning from that plyometrics, I think, is similar. I think we're at, a, we're at a place where a lot of people don't have cool, fancy boxes that they can stack. Um, you know, people don't have nice, uh, let's say, turf to land on. Um, again, I think it's a, that's another real easy thing to – transition out of when we get into this at-home training not a lot of people are doing the plyometrics they need that they need to be doing if anything just for knee health for tendon health um you know to, to keep the, the the fast twitch muscle fibers firing um there's something i know we try to do all the time when we're working our, our speed sessions our at-home speed sessions but i think it's really something that people need to focus on because again when you get back on the basketball court when you get back on the soccer field when you get back playing lacrosse, you're going to be accelerating and stopping, putting those muscles under stress. And if you haven't been jumping and landing on it for weeks to months at, at a time, then we're going to be pretty, uh, pretty prone to injury there. Yeah. And I think that just the accumulation of stress to our body is, is how we grow. And so, you know, that, that's a huge thing, you know, that, that adaptation um, that we can either keep cultivating, um, you know, our response to stress, or we can just completely ignore and then just hope that we're going to have a high enough stress adaptation when we come back to training and when we get back to, you know, mm-hmm. things being normal, we can just hope that, you know, we won't get soft tissue injuries. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a ton of soft tissue injuries coming up in this next fall season, if, if we get there, um, you know, and I think that that should be something that is top of mind for athletes to be aware of is that, you know, like the reason why soft tissue injuries happen is because we're not able to handle the stress loads of our practices. Um, and, you know, as opposed to like hoping the coaches tone back practice at first, like that ain't going to happen. Um, y'all got to be ready. Um, cause the coaches are going to want to make up for lost time. 
Um, so if you're not you right. know, staying in a position to be able to handle the, the additional stress, think about how like, you know, individually, you know, everybody has these outside stressors outside of just their fitness. So add mm -hmm. in practicing back to that, add in the coaches feeling pressure to have, you know, a season coming right up and, you know, we're only going to have one month with these kids before we got to play again. Like they're going to be pushing you because they're stressed too. Right. And look at it this way. I mean, if you're training 30 minutes to an hour a day, let's say we're doing it right now three times a week. Okay. So you're getting, you know, three hours of work, maybe a little less than that a week. The first day of practice is going to be at least two hours, at least three hours, right? Your body's going to be used to that three hours over seven days of training. Now it's all stuffed into one day. How are we even considering giving ourselves enough time to recover for, before that next day of practice? And then that next day of practice. And then, and just the added load to that, that's where, like you mentioned, we're going to start seeing all those soft tissue issues. Um, we're going to see those injuries come up. So we've got to make sure to stay ahead of it. We've got to make sure to train often. We've got to make sure that we are making our, the sum of our training, try to get as close to equaling the sum of a week's work of, of practice when we get into that position. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you feel like there's any other things that, you know, we're kind of missing as a whole uh, in terms of what we're trying to get out to people. And when I say we're, I mean, you know, the general community of people posting information yep. on social media. Yeah. So something we talk about all the time is, is challenges, right? So when, when you get in the game, it's, it's easy. Anybody can go out there and, you know, if we talk about in football, you know, you do one-on-ones, you do seven on seven. If, if your offensive team is just running plays against air, you can be at a certain pace, right? You'll be at a certain speed. It can feel like 90 to 100%, but it will really never be 90 to 100%. As soon as you get a defense out there, you've got you've to kind of flip the switch, right? So what are you doing in your training to challenge yourself, to push yourself, to take it to that next level, to push past fatigue, right? So one thing we always talk about is, you know, when we can just use the, use the example of the five-minute lunge, right? Different challenges we can do. And you brought up some good, you brought up some good ideas kind of off camera here. Um, so I'll let you get in that, but just different challenges of really getting yourself into a position, a high stress situation where you've got to then push through fatigue and you've got to make it hard on yourself. And the best way to do that is kind of gamify your training, right? Is, yep. is to challenge yourself, put yourself against somebody else, put yourself against yourself, look in the mirror, see if you outdid yourself from the day before. How do you, uh, how would you approach kind of challenging yourself when we're in this kind of you versus yourself? Uh, situation right now yeah I'll use I'll use an example that has to do with a barbell real quick um, and then tie it to you know what we can do without equipment but you know do you remember how bad those days were when you were like on offense and you still couldn't beat the air <laughs> like you were, just going, you were just going against air and like yeah people were still dropping passes and running the wrong balls routes. are incomplete balls and, are on the ground people are jumping off God, sides. yeah, that was, oh, almost, yeah. That was the most frustrating thing in practice that right. I could remember I would rather conditioned and then go have to go lose against air, man. But uh, yeah, right. so so back to kind of what we we're talking about is like you know adding some play into training, adding some competitiveness into training. Now, um, you know one thing that I, I always will remember doing was we used to play horse uh, with um, you know the game horse where you know it's in tr mm -hmm. traditionally like I make a shot, you make a shot. Um, we, we did that with barbell complexes, and so it would basically be like we would be cleaning. Um, doing hand cleans and I would have to do like two hand cleans two push presses and then two front squats uh, and then you would have to do the same complex um, and so like you know we we created this game and we were using maybe 70 to 80 percent weights 
Um, and, you know, everybody had their own weight that they could pick for it. Uh, but like 45 minutes later, everybody's done like 30 sets of Olympic mm -hmm. lifts. Um, I was sore as heck the, the next day, but I didn't even realize how much work we were doing that day. Um, so, you know, that's an example of how, how like playing and how um, gamifying your training can, can actually get you to do more work. Um, but, you know, some simple things we can do here is like pick out a distance you want to lunge, lunge that, and then see if you can beat that the next day. Remember those marks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if you're running sprints um, and, and you're doing, um, you know, 10 sprints of 50 yards, you know, every day add, add a sprint and add, add some distance um, and, you know, accumulate that. Um, so there's different ways that you can, you know, mark these things down, either making a mental note of it, um, you know, and I think the one thing that I would like to see, and I think we're missing out on, and this is ties to the two things together, is I would like to see more people getting together on social media to do difficult things together. Um, so just because, you know, we're under quarantine, I think that's why we've made it a point to try and include as many athletes as we can in our live videos is uh, it's way... Um, it's a lot more fun when there's somebody on the other end of the camera that you can talk to and that you're doing the same workout with. So, um, you know, if you, if you don't want to run your sprints, call a friend and, and say, Hey man, like I'm about to run my sprints right now. Let's do it. Um, and you know, set up a, set up a camera and film your sprints and then send it to your buddy. Um, I think that's, you know, a really good way, um, to incorporate some competitiveness and some play into the training. Um, have, you know, don't do those push-up challenges where you tag somebody and say, do 10 pushups. That's a waste of time. And if you're going to tag anybody, make it like 50 or something. I don't know. Right. Right. And I'll say this too, cause you catch that a lot in dialogue. And I was watching our, our morning online class where one of our coaches had a, uh, one of our uh, adult members in. And at the very end of the class, she said, you know, I feel like I got a much better workout today because I was doing it with you. Yeah. Right. And so that yeah. should, that tells us something, right. And whenever we have athletes on and we just, we give them 30 seconds to a minute or so at the very end to talk, they always say, man, I, I'm, I'm sweating a lot harder than I sweat when I do it on my own. Yeah. Right. It's just having somebody there, having a partner, keeping you accountable is making it a completely different training session than just being by yourself. I mean, if you look at, if, if we were to split up and say, do a hundred burpees for time, I do it, then you do it. Right. We're going to have different times. But our times are going to be much longer than if we were Skyping in together, we were Zooming in together, yep. and we were competing, trying to get 100 of them done the fastest, right? Yep. Both, of them, it would, both of them would be miserable. Yep. Right? But, but you thank would God see, it's not 200. Uh, yeah, it, but exactly right, <laughs> right? But thank the Lord, because it could have been 200. Yeah. So find somebody to hold yourself accountable. You know, we, everybody, everybody knows the benefits of training partners. Everybody, you know, knows that you – get the best out of yourself when you have other people pushing you to those limits. So figure out how you can do that in quarantine. And again, a great way to do it is challenges is get somebody to hold you accountable is do a have a zoom meeting, have a zoom workout with somebody. Um, and this gives us a, a, an awesome opportunity, you know, now that we have all these platforms to be able to do that, to now jump in on these workouts with, with other coaches. And I think that's awesome that people are really taking advantage of that right now. Yeah. And uh, I kind of, I'll, I'll tie that into, you know, one, one thing that I do think that we're missing is, um, you know, I think now than, more than ever is a great time to work on weak points, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we could either view this as a, um, you know, this quarantine with a growth mindset or a fixed mindset and, and you know, really quick, um, you know, a fixed mindset is, um, you know, 
kind of woe is me. I can't control anything around me. I don't have a gym anymore. I can't train specifically. You know, it's the snowflake mindset is, is everybody mm -hmm. special and everybody needs like their tailored perfect program to follow. Or, um, you know, we have the growth mindset, which is just kind of like, you know, um, things, things happen around me and I choose how I get to react to them and I can choose to, to view it as an opportunity or I could choose to, to view it as, um, you know, some, some adversity that I need to get through. So, uh, with the, with the, with the growth mindset, you know, and, and thinking about what areas do I have personally to work on? Um, you know, I think that, that I've been able to take this time to really work on my hip mobility and really make sure that, you know, when I do come back, um, you know, to, to the gym that like, I, I can squat without having to, you know, have any hip or knee pain. Um, or take any Motrin or anything like that. And, and well, because um, you've been dealing with that for, for, for I mean, a year. Yeah. And it's obviously year, yeah, yeah. years now. Yeah. More than a year. And it's something that like, I should have taken care of a long time ago, but um, you know, it's um, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for that. Um, so I would like to see more people taking that approach of like, I'm going to attack a weak point, um, you know, yeah. with, you know, whatever it is, like with a certain technique that we're working on, a certain lift that we're working on, let's say most people do have some access to some type of weights. Um, so like if, if you have a bar and you can front squat, like most people's front squats are weak, Just front squat all, all, all the time, work on that. Um, don't say that like, oh, I can't back squat because I only have, you know, 300 pounds of weight. And I, you know, like most people have enough to, to work on, um, you know, some weak points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you bring up a you bring up a great point. If you only have thirty pound dumbbells, figure out how you're gonna get a lot of work with thirty pound dumbbells, right? Don't make excuses and say, Well, I can't press because these are too light. I can't yeah. pull because these are too light, right? If it's too light, I bet if you do five hundred of them, it's yeah. gonna be pretty tough. Right. So figure out how to do it. Uh attack your weak points. Take this time. Imagine if and I heard a and, and I'll ask you for kind of your Final final thoughts here after this, but but I heard um, Aubrey Marcus, a guy I listen to, does a lot of podcasts. Uh, great follow on on social media. He said, "Imagine this is happening for you, not to you, right? How would you come out of this if this was happening for you? If this all this time was given to you and said, okay, now yeah. is a great opportunity to do what you've wanted to do that you feel like you haven't had enough time to do, right? How how would you change the dynamic? How how would you take control and change it?" for yourself to be able to benefit yourself instead of feeling like this is happening to you. Right. Yeah, no, that's a, that's exactly um, a, a great way to sum up what I was kind of talking about. Yeah. And so is there anything we'll, we'll wrap this up for, for episode one here shortly, but is there anything you kind of want to say to tie this together? Yeah. I mean, I think that like, you know, we, we put out some really good speed workouts. Like I haven't really seen anything and not to toot our own horn. I haven't really seen anything mm -hmm. that, 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 um, is, is taking the approach to the indoor training that, that we have been. Um, so this is a message to my athletes that I've worked with and that, you know, me and you know, CT and you still text us asking for workouts, but you're not doing our video feeds because that frustrates me because we're yeah. doing these for a reason. And if we're doing them, you know, they're good work. So just try them and text me, see how you like it. Um, you know, seriously, you, you, you can really get a lot of good speed work in that small amount of space. Um, and, and there's nothing more frustrating to me than, uh, you know, a kid asking for something custom for speed workout 
when we're providing it five days a week. Um, and that's mm -hmm. as custom as it's going to get because it's exactly how we run our speed sessions at the gym. We pretty much have a concept. We go through different drills working on that concept. We tie that concept in with a lot of push-ups, and we work hard for 30 minutes. Um, so I, that would be my biggest message is, is yeah. if you haven't tried one of them yet, try and do it live, follow along. If you can't, they're posted live on, on, they're posted on YouTube and on Facebook, and they stay in, in those archives. Right. And the, but like we said, right, that goes back, that goes back to it. You know, if you're doing it along with somebody, if you're doing it yeah. live with us, you're going to, that's going to be much more beneficial because you can't hit the pause button. Yeah. You can't stop. You can't run to the bathroom. You can't take, you know, the, the notifications you're getting on your cell phone. You've got to work hard for 30 minutes and that's what we're doing. And we said it, we said it weeks ago when we started this, that even if this 30 minutes is all you're getting, we want to make sure it's the most beneficial that you can, you can get in that amount of time. We're going to pack the most punch. We're going to be able to hit everything, right? Yeah. All the way from the warm up to the plyos, to the speed, into the strength stuff. We're doing it all, right? We're yeah. doing it all. So hang in there with us and, and continue to work with us. And like you said, if you haven't tried it yet, just no do, excuse to, to, to no not excuses. be doing it. Do one of them and it can be any of them. It can be any of them from all five yeah. days a week for the last three weeks. And we'll continue to put out good stuff, the best stuff for everybody. And you know, we still have the other classes going on and those, those are excellent. So make sure you get to those. But I think this was a great conversation. Cutoffs and coffee episode one. Yeah. We'll have, we'll have more of them coming soon. We're going to start bringing guests on here, just like we're doing with our, with our training sessions uh, for speed, 9am. You can find all this stuff on T3 performances, Instagram and Facebook page. They'll be up there. Uh, feel free to drop us any DMS. If you have any questions, have any topics you want us to talk about moving forward. We'll, we'll answer those, um, try to help everybody out, help as many people out as we can. Um, but again, continue to work hard and, and, and stay positive, and we're going to come out of this thing better than we want it to be. Absolutely. Awesome.